With the 2018 general election approaching, the big issue remains in the state's pension crisis, which has turned into a movement called Remember in November. We're going to discuss what led to this movement and how it has become a rallying cry, not for just teacher unions, but for other unions as well. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mr. Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me this week is Mr. Inquirer County Government Reporter Jacob Dick, who has covered at least one Remember November rally in Oldsboro. of my old Kentucky home that was played during the Remember in November rally here in Owensboro. And a little later, we'll hear from those who attended that rally. But first, what was the driving theme of that rally, and what did you learn from that rally? Um, I think the theme that they tried to hammer over and over was unity, Um on on a certain number of levels, uh, unity for for workers, unity for average people, and I thought it was interesting that I went there. I was expecting to hear um, things like like teachers. I I associated the remember in November phrase with with the uh, Kentucky, uh, the KEA, the teachers union. Um, but I when I got there, uh, I saw other unions. I saw people. Um, from the the traditional line of labor, um, the people that were kind of the antagonists of the Ernie Fletcher uh, regime, they were kind of leading leading the movement, leading the stage. So, what did you learn, you know, from this from this rally, and and then and then also kind of get into what was the initial uh, thing that has sparked this whole movement. Um, I th- well, I think that there is, there's been a, a lingering ember, if we're going to use the, the fire metaphor, that um, as Republicans have came um, closer and closer to to having most of the, the power, now they hold uh, the governor's mansion, they hold both chambers of the legislature, um, the, the labor unions, people in, in labor... Um, and especially that lean towards the Democratic side um, have have helped uh, weave this narrative of attack on, on them, on workers' rights, on um, the right for organized uh, negotiation. Um, and so this, this latest bout with the public pension issue and, and the fight that you've seen there, they're, they're helping to fold that into um, why people 
that that are both uh, construction workers that are uh, pipe fitters should also work with teachers because uh, you're all the the common enemy of Republicans is what they say. Um, And I find that interesting because this is something you're not seeing on on a national level if, if you're trying to compare Kentucky's election to what you would think of as the national blue wave I don't think you're always hearing traditional union messages um, which is interesting that they've they've taken something that seemed effective to, to organize people to and they've uh, made something old new again yeah so let's you know play you know a clip uh, from that remember in November rally here of, of what uh, you know someone had to say who was there uh, about what was going on. Do you care if I record this? Sure. Gotcha. Um, do you care uh, saying your first and last name? And, uh, are, you, are you affiliated with the KEA? Uh, yes, I am. I'm Eddie Campbell. That's E-D-D-I-E-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. I'm a Midland High School choir director from Knox County, Kentucky, on the other side of the state. Gotcha. So and I'm, traveled a little bit. I traveled a little bit. I'm currently serving as the KEA vice president for the state. Gotcha. And so uh, what, what attracted you here the, this afternoon? Uh, just the remember in November where there's been so many attacks on public education and workers and labor uh, in the state this past year. So this event is just to help to remind people of all that happened, but then to stand up and celebrate that that we're united together. Um, and, and I think it's it's interesting that uh, the organizers are trying to, to make sure that teachers and, and labor are communicating. I mean, do, uh, do you think that they have something to fight together about, that their causes are combined? Well, you know, educators work uh, hand in hand with labor every single day. So we teach kids, and that's our focus, to make sure that we're raising our kids up and our our labor across the state when we stand hand in hand with them just shows our, the unity that we've had. And they've stood with us this whole year and we're going to stand with them. Gotcha. What about the uh, passion from your colleagues? Like, do you think that this movement's really taking hold and it's going to translate to the ballot box? I think so. I think we have, uh, we have great educators that are on the ballot that have stood up and said, you know, we want our voice heard. We want quality public schools across the state of Kentucky. We need quality public educators, and we have to make that investment. And there's a movement across the state of educators that are focusing on those pro-education candidates. What do you you think the message is that the movement has to get to people that think their lives are completely disconnected from from what's going on with the pension bill? (laughs) That's a really good question. I think our message is, you know, high-quality public schools. You know, we teach every student in this state, and we invest in those students for the future, and those future that those students are going to go out and work in our communities, and they're going to help grow our communities. So it's not just about the pension. It's about public schools in the totality. Pension is just a part of it because we want to attract high-quality educators. We have to be able to support them throughout their career. And once they've served their communities and they've served their students for 25, 35, 45 years, then we say thank you and we make sure that they're supported in their retirement. And now as we've as we've sort of talked about here, Jacob, 
you know everybody associates this with with more of the of the teachers um union and the kea um talk about you know where this give i guess give some background essentially to where and how we got here and 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 we can all i guess ground zero would be senate bill one right Right. I think it would go back to um, the spring legislative session and the fight over pension reform. Um, and <laughs> there, uh, I mean, as, as we saw the other night, um, Frontline did an entire uh, episode about this, and there was people that were still tweeting during that and the next day that they didn't cover everything that happened, so I'm not even going to begin to try. But you mentioned Senate Bill 1, that... Uh, now that's what people refer to as Senate Bill 151, the sewer bill, because uh, the the thing that I, that I at least enjoyed about this whole thing is it helped me learn a little bit more about civics. Um, so you have you have what people thought was going to pass Senate Bill One, and they didn't have the votes. It stalled, and so they went into a committee at the the last minute. And uh, they were at the point in the timeline that if they didn't want uh, to give the governor the ability to veto, they had to take one of their bills that had already gotten to certain process and committee and replace the language. So they, they had to take a bill that was already at a certain process and they had to replace the language of it with this pension bill. And that just so happened to be a bill that was about uh, wastewater treatment and things of that nature. Um, and so uh, people that were against it, the, the teachers' unions and, and uh, Democrats really seized on that as uh, they, they snuck this sewer bill in, in, in the wake of the night or something like that. And it was actually in a really contentious committee meeting of which there's videos. And I think um, one of the most interesting videos you'll see is you'll see uh, Democrats like um, – Representative Tom Birch uh, asking, why are we looking at this? We haven't had an actuary analysis to see what the budgetary impact would be. And Republicans tell him, well, the previous analysis from Senate Bill 1 should suffice. And Democrats are telling them, but things have changed in this. How can we vote on it? And uh, Republicans obviously held control, so they voted to pass it through. And then Tom Birch said... The question is, how can you guys shave in the morning without cutting your throat? And I, I think it really summed up the animus that had grown through this entire process on both sides. And, of course, Senate Bill 1, it was initially sponsored by Joe Bowen, who is uh, Senator Joe Bowen, who is a Republican here from Owensboro. And, and so he um, you know, took a lot of the brunt uh, of this. And and we even you know hear the the governor uh, talk about talk about this because you have people who are protesting uh, a business that he used to own and, and maybe even making phone calls. I understand that the senator Bone even had to uh, change his phone number because he was getting so many calls. And so let's play a clip about what the governor you know said about the people who were protesting him and, and who were um, calling Joe. Uh, uh, during this time and to call and harass his employees simply because he's trying to save the state's pension system that's the kind of thug mentality that's being dealt with 
and it's unfortunate. And so, Jacob, there is, you know, the the governor, he caught a lot of flack for saying, you know, the teachers uh, with this thuggish mentality, uh, you know, for doing that. And so and he said, you know, there's been other rhetoric by the governor as well that has put him in hot water. And so what do you think, you know, the governor stands with all this? I mean, his do you think that it's it's made the situation worse? I'm not going to begin to pretend that I'm a political analyst, but I will say he's given people that were looking for an excuse to organize against him or looking for something to fire up a base that might not normally care um, about pensions, care care about uh, even legislative candor. If he's he's given them ammunition uh, and soundbite for them that they can say, can you believe our governor said that about teachers? And and the more they say it, and and the more they get people repeating it, the the worse it sounds. Um, because I mean, it, you go to this rally and you'll you'll hear people say, can you believe the governor said teachers are thugs? Um, because thuggish mentality is not as catchy, but the meaning is there and. And everyone ag- agrees and, and has gathered behind that. Yeah, and, and there were other things you caught flack for, uh, you know, comparing comparing them to drowning victims, and um, and then whenever they the teachers took the day off to to go visit uh, the Capitol to protest. You know, here's what's crazy to me. You know how many hundreds of thousands of children today were left home alone. I guarantee you somewhere in Kentucky today a child was sexually assaulted that was left at home because there was nobody there to watch them. I guarantee you somewhere today a child was physically harmed or ingested poison because they were home alone, because a single parent didn't have any money to take care of them. I'm offended by the idea that people so cavalierly and so flippantly disregarded what's truly best for children. You know how many children live in... in urban communities and rural communities where there's a single parent who literally if they could afford to skip work and not lose their job they couldn't afford to because they need the money they don't have a backup for them they don't get paid whether they go to work or not they don't have an option and some of them were given literally a matter of hours so you know for a fact that there were hundreds of thousands of children who were left unattended and some of them in communities where people knew that for a fact and took advantage of it. And as surely as we're having this conversation, children were harmed, some physically, some sexually. Some were introduced to drugs for the first time because they were vulnerable and left alone. It's offensive, frankly. It really is. So we, so we have all these things that, you know, all, all this rhetoric that's coming from the governor and then you have the unions getting involved and and we've seen video after video of 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 the governor being surrounded by by union members and i mean it's becoming you know one of the more you know antagonistic issues that that i've ever seen before and and, and people want to say it's just a democratic issue but actually it's a it's it's almost become a bipartisan issue because uh, you know, talk about that because we do have at least one Republican running locally, Scott Lewis, who is a Republican, but he is also 
uh, an educator. He's a current school superintendent uh, in Ohio County, so he can relate a little bit more here, even though he's running on the Republican ticket. Uh, are there others out there, uh, Jacob, who who are Republicans and who have uh, kind of bucked uh, their their Republican counterparts? One of the real standouts and someone who was introduced among um, the legislators of the moment at the Remember in November rally that I covered was C.B. Embry. And um, he is the District 6 uh, state senator, which covers parts of Ohio County and some other counties in this area. And uh, he was one of only five Senate Republicans that voted against the pension bill. And uh, I believe he he told me at the time when I talked to him that uh, him and his wife were uh, retired educators. And he, uh, he just didn't believe that voting for this was the right thing to do. Um, and so it, it's not just a Democratic-led movement, but it is uh, – there are the majority of the Democrats that agree with what the, the people at the brunt of Remember in November are supporting. Um, and, and you did mention um, Scott Lewis, and I went to uh, – actually went to a forum that was held by KEA at the Davis County High School here. And um, so all of the questions were about um, – education about pensions and uh if you would have taken away their names taken away the letters next to them i don't think that you would have been able to tell who uh was the republican when it came to um, the educators on stage that were speaking Um, they i think they all kind of had a similar message so what do you what, what do you see as far as the the general election going here? Do you think this thing is only going to just ramp up more so as we get as we get closer uh, closer and closer to this? Because we're only what a, a couple of weeks out here, and and you see these signs, you know, your little yard signs. Uh, remember November in people's yards and so forth. And um, where do you think it's going to go from here? I don't think. Pensions are going away, and the, the case is still being considered by the Supreme Court right now. Our attorney general, who is also uh, has thrown his hat in for the run for governor, is battling our current governor over this bill right now. And uh, it could be repealed. It could be um, they could uphold for the governor, although he hasn't had a good track record on court cases so far. So it. I, I'm not going to guess because I, I really don't know. So I guess we'll see uh, come November 6th uh, how this will all play out. And, y- you know, it's it's just one of those things where, um, you know, you start, and I've said this in the past, you start, you know, messing with people's jobs. You start messing with their emotions. And so this has become a bipartisan issue because of that alone because, you know, p- people uh, – you know, just because you're a teacher, you know, you're not, you know, you're not looking at yourself as a Republican or a Democrat. You're looking at yourself as an educator. And, and you know, they went into this thinking that this is going to be, you know, this is what I'm going to be looking forward to whenever I retire. And, and, and to have the thought that that could be taken away, I would, I would understand that that would be unsettling.
And that will wrap up uh, our show for this week. I want to thank Davis County Government Reporter Jacob Dick for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquire's website, its mobile app, iTunes, and Stitcher, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.